My name is Emma Martin, and this is the Lazy Keto Mum Podcast. If you are looking for help with keto and low carb, you have come to the right place. Your body, it can sabotage you. And it does it because it's a biological survival mechanism. It's quite literally, you do not have control over this. The control comes from what you stick in your face and gives you satiety. What this means is that willpower actually doesn't really exist. How's that for a concept? Is a farce or a fallacy when it comes to food because your body is keeping you alive. That's its job. It's the vehicle for procreation. It's what keeps the species alive. It doesn't want you to become weak and not be able to catch the prey. So when you see the food, it makes you hunt. Or when you run low on quick burn energy, it makes you hunt. That's what it does. A very passionate subject of mine, sugar. We love it and we crave it and it comes in 700,000 forms. Sugar originally was not as readily available. Those of you that have read my, read my book, you'll know that sugar was very expensive. Or you, even if you haven't read my book, you'll probably know that. Sugar was kept under lock and key. Sugar was a, um, it went through the trade routes through the Indies and it found its way up into Europe and where only the wealthy really could afford it. Once the uh, savvy business people back then worked out that there was price attached to this, they started putting plantations everywhere and importing the slave trade to harvest the sugar and build these massive plantations in places like, you know, the Caribbean and Africa and all over the place, um, Papua New Guinea, down and around the Bahamas type of area as well. And then sugar, it's a supply and demand thing. But right now we have a lot of it. Sugars, you know, it's cheap. What is it, a dollar a bag? We're wired to go hunting the berries. That's how we survived. But we didn't have berries all year round. We didn't have berries in plastic punnets that we could open the fridge door and and take home pretty much whenever we want. We didn't have them in the freezer section in bags. We had to look for them and we had to go hunting them. And when we found them, we ate all of them. Because that's what our body does. It, it is designed to hunt all that stuff in the plenty times and then burn it in the scarce winter. How many scarce winters have you had recently? Unfortunately, sugar leads to high blood pressure. Sugar causes inflammation through all of our arteries and all of our connectors. It leads to a sticky brain and a sticky brain, heaven forbid you should have a sticky brain because that's what leads to a lot of the ageing illnesses like Alzheimer's, dementia, etc. So in our brain we have, picture the ends of shoelaces. We have these little connectors and they're like spark plugs. And when we have a lot of sugar that our body can't always process, I mean the brain loves sugar, right? It loves it. It can process it quite quickly. It actually preferentially will choose ketones over sugar for what it's worth in experiments and studies that they've been doing. But when there's sugar in the bloodstream, the body sends a supply 
up into the brain. What happens is the little ends, the zappy ends, like the shoelaces, they get a bit sticky and they don't fire like a spark plug, like they actually should. And that's one of the reasons I've been suggesting you guys have a bit of salt and make sure your water up is up. Our brain is 80% water, but it also needs sodium as a connector. And it needs to have them so that the messages transmit, just like an old-fashioned telegraph. And that's how our brain builds pathways. That's also the reason sleep is of vital importance because it, it, your brain doesn't sleep during sleep. <laughs> your brain keeps going. Your body is comatose through sleep. And we're going to talk about sleep in another episode because sleep is an absolute massive key. And if you have high blood sugar and brain sugar, you, you don't sleep well. You are quite literally up and down all the time. Brain is looking for ways to build their new pathways instead of cleaning up like it should be doing because that's when the brain actually consolidates all of the memories. Sugar, we also know, leads to weight gain. So it's not just about eating the sugar that causes inflammation. It also that it loves to store it. When our blood sugar is high, our insulin's high, and that's, again, a survival mechanism so that we couldn't burn our fat stores in the, long, in the summers, in the long summers, and we held on to them for the cold winters where food wasn't easily cool. Unfortunately, high blood sugar from carbs and sugar they're all sugars, they're just different forms. They also lead to diabetes. And then the brain stuff I've been talking about, that's diabetes 3, Alzheimer's, dementia, where the brain gets sticky as well. And then fatty liver disease, of course, because it's particularly with fructose, very fast uh, metabolized sugar, but the body will store it in the liver for quick and easy access. It's like having a wallet but you, um, you put your big notes in your wallet, but you put your change in your pocket. The pocket is the liver. So the body is sticking that there so it can get to it quickly and easily. Like when you need to get to the parking meter, you reach into your pocket, you put the money in the slot, bam, done. That's what the body does with the liver and the fast burn energy. And unfortunately, when we don't burn it, it accumulates and you end up with fatty liver disease, which leads to liver cirrhosis and all that sort of stuff as well. So it's it's particularly nasty stuff. If you still believe that fat makes you fat, we need to have a little chat because it's inaccurate. When the low-fat guidelines were introduced in the late 70s, there was a spike, not only obesity, but there was also a spike in sugar at the same time. Somewhere around about the 2000s, they worked out the sugar wasn't all that good for you. And uh, they started to replace them with sugar substitutes. And unfortunately, I mean, one of them was found in a lab by accident. The dude in the white lab coat licked his finger through an experiment trying to make something else completely out of chemicals. And he went, oh, that's sweet. And that became an additive in our food. If you are drinking diet soft drinks, be aware that it is chemicals. I'm not saying give them up straight away. I'm saying that might be something to look at if you plateau. I want you to think about your favourite sweet treat right now. Is it the cookie dough balls? Is it cheesecake? Is it, I don't know, a sweet coffee? Is it? So have a think about it. What's happening in your mouth right now? Can you feel it? So just the very thought of that 
causes your body to release insulin in order to process what you're about to eat. Just the thought of these can spike our blood sugar. So, again, I'm not saying give them up. I'm saying it may be worth looking at if uh, you're struggling and you've got an extended plateau. You know those boxes of juice we give our kids and they take them to school? There's three to four teaspoons of sugar in those little boxes. That's a 200-ml container, three to four teaspoons. Imagine what that's doing to their behaviour. Imagine what that's doing. Um, Lipton iced tea, that's a healthy drink, right? No, it's not. It's actually seven to eight teaspoons of sugar. The average human is designed to process four to six teaspoons of sugar at any one time. So what does it do with the balance? Stores it. Has to store it. And, and that's actually how diabetes too happens. You, you have consistently elevated levels of blood sugar and it has to make more and more and more insulin to do the same effect. And so that's how... It, it escalates out of control. And actually, you'll go see your doctor if you're, you know, pre-diabetic and he tests and he goes, oh, no, no, you're fine. Your blood sugars are fine. And then all of a sudden it's too late because you, your pancreas was doing its job, making insulin, making insulin, making insulin. All of a sudden it's really tired. It's like when you've walked to the top of a mountain and you, you did all right when you're getting there and when you get to the top you're like, oh, my gosh, Wow. And, and that's what happens in our bodies. 